With about 60,000 tracks uploaded daily on Spotify alone, it's easy for anyone to get lost in the mix. So let's try to reverse the odds of being found. My guests are from the creative and business side of the music scene. We talk about what inspires them, their process, and the practical steps they've been taking to get noticed. I'm Saina, your host. Welcome to the show. Hello. Apologies for this morning block nose croaky voice. So for this episode, I talked to Yanti, a half Indonesian and English singer-songwriter based in London, who is soon to release her first song. Yanti not only writes her own music, but she's a senior analyst in the new business and ventures team at Warner Music. She talks about the pressures of the industry and really interesting insight on her journey. So here's our chat. Hi Yanti, how are you? I'm so good. Thank you that's so much good. for inviting me. That on the positivity, podcast. I love it. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm I'm happy to talk to you, and I think this would be interesting. I'd love to get to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So actually, um, I've had like a vocal break for the last six months, which is oh been, really? Yeah, it's been horrible because in the last two years, I basically got into singing like more or less full time uh, alongside my my day job. And because I hadn't really used my voice to that extent, like I literally completely exhausted it. Oh shit, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so like I literally was singing every day, songwriting for like hours on end and yeah, it just didn't do wonders for my voice. So I had to- Oh no. I had to rest it for a bit. So I've been resting for like six months. I've obviously six months. Had, man, man, honestly, it's 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 really bad. And it, it it's just important though, because like now Yeah, your health comes first. Like you've got to exactly. destroy it. And like going forward, like now I know how to protect my voice and not to overuse it. And I think that's really important. Like, you know, as a singer, like not even as a singer, anything that you do, like not to overwork yourself, yeah. not to push yourself because the industry is like moving so fast and you feel like you have to keep up. Is that how you felt, do you think? Absolutely. And because like, I'm not the youngest, like I'm not old either. I look young, but I'm not, you know, yeah, <laughs> that young, like for the standards of the industry. So for me, it was kind of like, I had to sort of run like a hundred miles per hour to sort of catch up with everybody else. And, and th- it's not a race, you know, you're, you know, you're running your own race against yourself. Like you just need to slow down and and take it at your own pace. And I I think that was just a big lesson for me that I just needed to chill. I needed to take care of myself and going forward, like I know that I just need to keep things at my own pace, obviously keep focus, but um, also not just rush through things because I feel like I have to catch up to everybody else because that's not what music is about. And actually rust you know rust the the rapper yeah 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 so he's basically one of my idols but like he was basically saying like you know don't don't rush anything because you're 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 skipping necessary steps to progress and if you're rushing and cutting corners you're actually you're you're removing yourself from becoming like the best that you can be so I kind of keep that in mind like not to skip any steps to just just um keep it at my own pace, um, 
but also just you know obviously be consistent I think that's the like the most important thing but 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 not to rush the process and I think that's the most important thing yeah (laughs) did you like completely lose your voice or was it just too painful to sing or something it was completely fatigued honestly so every time that I would sing like there would be pain there oh Um, no I know my my upper register was like completely gone so like I love doing like the falsetto stuff that's like my thing and the fact that my thing was gone yeah yeah I was like man like this is this is not me yeah are you based in London as well yeah yeah I'm based in London yeah that's the thing it's like London as well the pressure just everything is fast like it's like a it's like a trend to be busy 24 7 and so I guess that that just adds so much more pressure um to trying to get things done and like deadlines and just feeling make creating your own deadlines basically isn't it yeah in the 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 industry puts a lot of pressure on you and I I grew up in the 90s like most people um my age obviously (laughs) you know I was surrounded by like Britney Spears uh, Christina Aguilera like Beyonce like they started really really early and they got to where they are now because they started so early and that just makes me feel like shit. Like I should have started years ago. And the thing is with the music industry, I don't know if you feel the same, but like I feel a lot of pressure in like succeeding at a specific time in my life. Yeah, I see what you mean. Kind of like you're a footballer in some senses because like footballers have like a like a sort of a peak. So they they can't, they, they, they won't be able to make it at a certain age. And for some reason you know, the music industry sort of mimics um, the football industry in that way, even though we don't need to. It's like get there really early, like the younger, the better. Like that's how it's kind of portrayed. Like you see like stars at 16 and things like that. And you're like, oh my God, like (laughs) I feel like that. Yeah, I see what you mean, especially with the footballer thing. The thing is with the music industry though, it's like there's unnecessary constraints there it's not like we have you know we have to use our body and we have to like run across the field yeah yeah like it's literally just singing if you take care of your voice if you you know practice every day like you can literally have a really really long you know singing career like Tom Jones for example you know he's still singing he sounds amazing like if you take care of your your body it's fine and actually in my mind I don't know about you but it's like for me, music is a maturing process. Like, exactly. If anything, you get better over time. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that's probably one of the reasons why, like, I'd, I don't even have music out yet, but I'm looking to release it this year. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons why is because I don't feel like it's matured yet. Like, it, need, it needs to get to a In certain... your own time and when you feel it's ready, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, I was watching an interview um, with uh, Tiana Major, um, Oh, was it Tiana? I think her name's Tiana Major. Major nine, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was, she had an interview recently and she was saying, you know, I made so much music before I released it. Exactly. I needed to, you know, I don't want to send out mediocre stuff. And, you know, her goal was to be, no, not, not Beyonce, because obviously Beyonce is like her own person, but, you know, she, she wanted to make music as good as Beyonce. So she needed to wait for that critical time yeah, there's no point in just throwing it out there because then you're creating an uh, uh, like a an idea of you that's not what you really want to be. 
So exactly. over time, once you've matured, then yeah, of course, whenever you're ready, then it's right the right time. Absolutely. And we should talk about your releases that you're looking to do. Yeah. So um, basically, I've been so for the past two years, I've been working on um, a number of tracks. I've I've probably written like over fifty songs. Yeah. Um, tell me about it you know (laughs) yeah 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 you kind of have to go through that process of just like producing so much music and out of that 100 you're probably only gonna like 10 or even five and out of that 10 you're like okay let me whittle it down to five and that's the what I'll produce and I don't think people really understand that and you know as a consumer of music you don't really understand no, like, how much exactly, goes into exactly. that one it's the, it's the iceberg, like the tip of the iceberg you see. Yeah. Everything else before that or whatever behind the scenes, they're not, they don't see any of that. They yeah. don't. So that one song was literally like 30 songs beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just this one song that you picked out of that 30. So a lot goes into it. And, you know, going back to sort of the pressures of the music industry, I think, you know, a lot of the time consumers don't understand or fans don't understand that actually, you know, it takes so much, Mm -hmm. especially if you're an independent artist that doesn't have like a songwriting machine behind you or a production team. You know, if you're an individual sort of indie artist, it's so hard to even create that one song, you know? Yeah. So how many songs do you have? Yeah. So I've got like, I've got around five songs that I'm really happy with. Um, So I'm going to be releasing an EP uh, later this year. Nice. Okay. Um, So I'm just tying up a few like loose ends, basically like, you know, a few harmonies here and there and just giving it that, that spice really. Yeah. So have you got any plans for like music videos or other things that you're looking to do for content? Yeah, so I definitely want to have content uh, alongside the music. I think that's just like really important these days, just so people get a sense of like who you are, like what you look like, and people like to resonate with other people, you know, stuff like that. So uh, definitely going to do some content. I'll probably just release the um, the music first and have like you know a few visuals and stuff like that, and then I'll probably do one video for like the most quote mark successful successful song yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly because um you know you could you can easily bust the budget on songs that don't like work and I think for me I just really want to be like data orientated and you know since I work in the music industry I work for Warner Music okay you know it it's it's easy to just spend money on songs and things that aren't really worth yeah your time Exactly. And, you know, it's quite expensive, even for like a a short video, like, you know, that can cost you like a grand. Yeah, especially independently. So if you've got five songs and they're a grand each, that's five grand. And it's like, it's not worth it. So for me, I just want to be really sort of focused on, you know, what what are people resonating with? Where can I focus my attention and time? And I've I've really learned that the importance of that through just just working. You know, there's no point doing a video here and there. Um, you know, even people within the music industry waste millions, thousands of pounds on videos. I think, oh, that was, that that hit wasn't really a hit, and you know, it wasn't worth it. So, for an indie artist, you have to be even more careful. Yeah, a hundred percent. I saw um, your email actually. I saw Warner Music. So, is that you work with Warner? Yeah, so uh, I've got a full-time job, basically, um, and I work on the um, new business and ventures team. And 
basically what we do is we um, find interesting ways for artists to make new revenue streams. And it's, it's no surprise, basically, that, you know, artists don't really make a lot of money off of music alone. <laughs> so it's really important for them to um, sort of establish diversified revenue streams that doesn't just solely rely on music. And, you know, music is made up of streaming these days, unfortunately. And, you know, everybody only pays £10 a month to stream a, a, a massive catalogue of songs. crazy, yeah. So, you know, the music industry is going through a very transitional moment at the at the moment. So basically my role within this big organization is to basically identify those new revenue streams that that musicians can be leveraging. And it's, it is a really exciting time. Yeah. Do you feel like it's interesting because you've got the business side and then you've also got the creative side. So like you're with your knowledge and like your understanding and being there every day, you're learning for your own music, aren't you? 100%. Yeah, 100%. that must be really useful. And even if I'm not like, you know, I can't, you know, tap into any of the contacts because that wouldn't that wouldn't be professional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. But so, you know, but I'm there and I'm immersed in it. I sort of understand what it sort of takes. And, you know, everybody asks, you know, what is the formula to become you know, a big artist. And, you know, what I've realized now is, you know, there isn't really a big formula, you know, all, all labels do is supercharge what you already have. So they can't define you as a person. They can't create your music. They can't, you know, of, of course they can songwrite for you, but, you know, still the songwriters, even Ariana Grande songwriter, for example, they'll speak to her and say, you know, what's on your mind at the moment what have you experienced recently they can can only build off them yeah exactly how can we then translate that into a song so I think for me for any indie artist and you know I'm not an artist as in a fully fledged one yet but you know just what I've learned from the industry that you know really be true to yourself and you know try to ignore the industry and what's trending at the moment you know, really just think, okay, what do I like? Imagine if, imagine if I had a social media page and, you know, there was no followers, what are the things that I would post on there? Yeah. Without caring so much about what is, especially now, everything is about what's trending. Exactly. So (laughs) yeah. So it's just like, yeah. So, so for me, like going forward now, I'm just like, okay, why am I making this decision? Am I doing it because it's authentic to me or am I doing it because I know that, you know, it's trending or there's a hype around it. And I think going forward, like I'm literally always going to do stuff that's authentic to me because what you're doing, you know, even though it might take a bit longer, you're building an authentic brand. Yeah. hundred percent. That stands out from the rest. Exactly. And I think it will last longer. as a career will be a long-term thing rather than the kind of short-lived like trend exactly and then you get you get that sort of cult following so like um, you know Bruno Mars he's got cult following uh you know Frank Ocean he's famously known for his cult following but that's because they really defined and shaped like who they are as people translated that into their music and their sort of like wider overarching brand yeah I agree so when did you start making music yeah so I started making music um like I know this sounds terrible like literally in 2019 so I literally put off music for most of my life because 
I was honestly like really afraid of the industry and I I hated the way the industry operated and I hated how it was so focused on looks and being beautiful and looking young and I just felt like it was really superficial and I honestly didn't want to enter the industry for that reason and I hate the thought of people like looking at me like you know for my looks and not my talent and you know I, I kind of sort of just hated that feeling but I felt like in 2019 like Firstly, I thought like, I don't want to be 50 and have not like tried to at least get into music. I don't want to be like, oh man, like I didn't even, you know, I can sing. I didn't attempt. Yeah. What the hell? That would be so horrible. So I thought, okay, I didn't want to have that regret. And then secondly, there was like an emergence of like all these amazing diverse artists that didn't sort of fit the, you know, the singer archetype, like nobody looks like Britney anymore. Nobody looks like Christina Aguilera. Like everybody is doing their own thing. And I love that. And I I saw something different in the industry. I thought, okay, cool. This is, this is my time now because it's like, you know, I can resonate with this industry and I can support what it's all about. It's not just about, oh my God, she looks beautiful. Obviously there are elements of that. You know, things have changed. It's definitely shifted towards like non-conventional beauty and like things that and and talent more than just you know the image yeah yeah for me there's like two divergent paths there's one where it's you know still all about the clout the looks all of that and then you've got the other path which is like no I'm just going to be my own authentic person you know you've got Jacob Collier who's you know he's a weirdo but he's amazing you've got Arlo Parks she's amazing she's just you know so sweet like everybody now has a place in the music industry and you know that wasn't the case before you know you know you got you had Alexandra Burke being told to lighten her skin you know to 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 sell records and you know that's that's not an industry I want to be part of but I think now it's changed so like now I'm like yeah okay cool I can see my space in this in this industry now let me just go for it so yeah so I've been making music for uh like three years now um and I think it sounds pretty good to be yeah. honest I've heard some stuff like some little yeah teaser snippet videos on your um Instagram and I get like a a snow allegra vibe Ooh! yeah <laughs> yay I hope that's that was like a big inspiration that's do you know what it wasn't even inspiration but people have told me that yeah and, like, and that makes me really happy I love her over time you'll get that one or two artists that people always mention that you yeah. sound like and she's probably yours isn't she yeah I love it I'm so happy because I love her and I love what she's about because she's a mature artist and yeah, she yeah. broke out late and that makes me happy because it gives me hope I'm exactly like, there is hope yeah <laughs> so your um your heritage I saw is your Indonesian and English it is yes, yes. nice my mum my mum's Indonesian um my dad's English and Irish Um, but I love that. And I think that it's important to showcase that because, you know, we're all different and, you know, my music, my art is a a product of my upbringing ultimately. So, you know, what I'm trying to do in the most organic way possible is, you know, try to weave in my heritage and my ethnicity into my music. Um, and I'm doing that for myself. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you know, I really want, you know, Indonesia to be, you know, or my ethnicity, you no, know, my people to be, you know, noticed. And of course I want that. But ultimately, you know, my heritage is me. So I'm going to showcase that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So in what way are you trying to weave through your heritage? Yeah, so things like, you know, even like the visual like concepts that I'm coming up with my videos and stuff, I want to make sure that I've got like Indonesian design. Yeah, definitely the visuals will be really important with that. Absolutely. So I definitely want to get that into it. Um, I've even tried to attempt to write Indonesian songs. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, I've tried. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll get there in the end. Um, Could be quite cool. Something new. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just things like um, the sort of Asian, I don't know what your ethnicity is, but I don't want to I'm half Japanese. There we go. Yeah, and half English, so. (laughs) Exactly. So we're coming from the same same place here but there's you know there's definitely an Asian sensibility that's very distinct from sort of UK and English and it's this this idea around sort of subservience sort of respect for your elders and not saying that English people don't have that by the way but I feel like it's very much reinforced within the Asian culture so you know the, the words that I speak and the things that I write about obviously are influenced by Asian culture, Asian sensibilities, you know, by default, you know, of being brought up in an Asian household. So I I hope that through, you know, my songs, you know, people can get a taste of what Indonesian, um, Indonesian culture is about Asian culture more widely as well, because it is, it is a beautiful culture, as you know. Um, And we've got a lot of like stick around sort of Asian culture and, you know, I don't even want to start talking about COVID because I hate that. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we've got a lot of stick and I think people need to understand you know, the love and the beauty and the the nurturing aspect that you that comes from Asian a- Asian culture. I don't know, maybe you have the same thing, but being in London and brought up in London, we kind of, well, I've always kind of felt like I've not hidden the Japanese side it's not anything to hide. It was more just that I didn't embrace it. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like recently, especially with things like, you know, like even what Joy Crooks is doing and like other Absolutely. artists, I feel like it's really being that thing where, you know what, like bring it all in, like show everything. And you've still got the London you because you're, you know, just your personality and you've been brought up here. But to bring like the visual side of, of their heritage yeah, is such a nice blend. So nice. And, it, and for me, like, that's why Joy Crooks has done so well, because she's, she's, you know, been true to herself. And yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely what I want to do with my music. I want to be true to me. I want to show, give people a taste of um, Indonesia. And, you know, it's not just a holiday resort that you go to. Exactly. Yeah. It is a really deep and rich and diverse culture. Yeah, that's cool. And um, for your EP or any other songs that you've been working, the, the 30 plus songs that you've been oh working God. on, um, mm-hmm. Do you work with like a few producers or do you have one that you typically work with? Yeah, so I'm working with like a a number of different producers and I just, I literally just hit people up. Like, you know, you know how it is at the early stages of your career. Like it's really difficult to, to get people's time. And, but I also want to be really respectful of people's time as well, because, you know, everybody is trying to make something and, you know, there needs to be sort of a connection there. And, um, you know, I was lucky enough to find like an Indonesian oh, cool. um, producer, half Indonesian, half English. Um, and he just hit me up and we've been working together quite a bit. Um, and then the others I've just been like hitting up and just saying, Hey, I'd love to work with you. And honestly, it's just about relationship building. And, um, you know, ideally like I'd want to like continuously work with the same producer and sort of build a relationship and 
I think I will get to that stage. But right now I'm just like exploring and working with a number of different producers. Um, obviously like mostly like R&B. Yeah, yeah. Mostly R&B sort of lo-fi producers that, you know, sort of feel um, sort of natural to my sound and w- aligned. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so good. You found a half Indonesian um, producer because like then you two just you click don't you absolutely and I I think when you reach out to people you always have to have that in mind like how do I connect with this person like not um, I'm obviously we want to do music but like how can you connect with that person so you need to connect otherwise you just not it's It's awkward yeah it's awkward (laughs) and you're just not gonna make what you want to make it's awkward yeah like you need to be able to speak I mean I'm quite bossy that's the thing when when I'm in when I'm in the studio session like I need someone that I know that if I tell them what to do they're not just gonna get offended or like get really defensive you know (laughs) so yeah yeah, you definitely need that it almost friendship as well you know to get on with them oh you need a friendship you need a friendship you need a bond you need to feel vulnerable and that's yeah yeah so that's me like I've just basically been trying to make friends with people in the industry as much as possible no it's good (sighs) you've got to get out there and just message and see what happens yeah. some people might not be for you but you know no, yeah it's fine it's yeah. fine they'll they'll come back don't worry yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah so are you gonna be I think I don't know if you mentioned are you releasing your EP independently yeah I'm gonna be releasing independently yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. so um oh I don't have an exact date but I think you know probably around September October that seemed to be like quite a typical um time for oh is it yeah October apparently because they okay. work through the EP like throughout the year and then they release it at, like towards the end of the year so makes sense yeah yeah so October um I'm going to be releasing my EP um three to five songs I haven't decided yet but yeah they're just basically about me and my life and my experiences and about my family um and it's just it's just storytelling basically. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing with a with a project like that. You want to storytell yeah. you or a specific situation. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, making like hardships um into songs as well. That's that's quite nice and it's it's very therapeutic and it makes hard times into something quite beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. I've tried what well, that's what I've tried to do with my music anyway. And do you reckon once you release you'll maybe do some gigs? Hundred percent, yeah. I want to get out there and do gigs and meet people and get to know people and just form a community. Really, that's what it's about. Yeah. Have you done any gigs? I have. Um, I, obviously, pre-COVID, um, but they weren't like really original songs and stuff. So it's going to be cool to to be able to do my do own your stuff. own stuff. But you have the kind of you have the history like you've had it you've done it a bit so you know you're yeah, familiar with the bit. stage yeah I mean I'm gonna have to just get used to it yeah <laughs> no, it is something it can be it is quite overwhelming but yeah you know it's exciting and it's something that I think you just get better over time yeah so absolutely that'll yeah. be good cool well oh. I feel like we kind of covered everything and yeah. it was a really good chat um, oh had some nice stuff to say so it was really good and I'm really excited to hear your EP oh thank you so much nice. thank you so much for having thank me you. and like good luck with your stuff as well thank I'm really you excited for your stuff too all right <laughs> bye all right bye go give Yanti a follow and make sure to look out for her new music if you enjoy this podcast make sure to share with your friends follow the podcast And also follow us on Instagram to check out what else our guests are up to. Thank you for listening.